You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. The Ensemblist is brought to you in part by our Patreon members, including Kat Hicks, Cheryl Hodges-Selden, Christian Ranke, Christopher Gurr, Colin Elijah, Emily Chen, and Joey Soji. You can join them in supporting The Ensemblist for as little as $5 a month. Find out how at patreon.com slash theensemblist. You're listening to The Ensemblist, the only podcast that shows you Broadway from the inside out. Welcome, I'm Jackson Klein. It's epic and what's more, tonight there's room for anyone. It's December 11th, 2020, and once again, it's time to dance. When the prom opened on Broadway in November 2018, we fell in love with its catchy score, delightful comedy, and a heartwarming message of love and acceptance. Oh right, and the zazz. We've shared many stories from members of the cast and creative team of The Prom over the past two years, and today we're looking back on some of our favorites in celebration of the film adaptation premiering on Netflix. First up is a portion of our interview with Gabby Campo, a swing and understudy for both Emma and Alyssa in the Broadway production of The Prom. Enjoy! I'm Gabby Campo, and I live in the financial district of Manhattan. And will you tell us what your job currently is? I'm a swing. You have to be quick. You have to be able to be flexible and versatile, and (laughs) as well as being extremely talented (laughs) on so many levels, but you also have to be mentally and emotionally and physically prepared and disciplined. On top of all that is you have to be extremely positive. It's such a hard job that you're sometimes like, oh my goodness, okay, what am I what am I getting myself into a lot of the times when you go to work? You're like, okay, it's never boring. It's wonderful. It's great. But it's also like, okay, my shoulder hurts, but I'm here to save the day. Did you audition specifically for being a swing or just a member of the company? How? No, I went in to dance for Casey Nicola on a Friday. And I got the job on a Monday, Uh that Monday. (laughs) So I think it was probably like the last round. And they saw that I picked up choreography very fast. And I think that was kind of the deciding factor. And then they heard me saying and all of that. But it never was like, oh, this is the swing audition. Like it was never anything like that. I think they probably just saw that I could cover. Okay, so you... You get hired. You're a swing. How many swings are on the prom originally? Originally, there are four swings. In the prom, there's kind of two ensembles. There's the teen ensemble, and then there's the adult ensemble. So there's two teen swings, Jack Sipple and I, and he's the dance captain. And then there's Kate Marilli and David Josephsberg, who are the two like adult swings. And they cover... like all of the um, 
like the moms, the dads, the the reporters, as well as Barry and Dee Dee and Angie and all of the Broadway stars in our show. Usually in a show, when there's just like one unified ensemble, there's around four and everyone kind of does and pulls their own weight and does their own stuff. And there's enough coverage. But with our show, there really wasn't enough coverage <laughs> because there's you can't put an adult on as a teen and vice versa. Mm-hmm. Although that has happened before. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. You know, when you're doing that all the time, it's super, super hard. Whenever I have to go on for a track, I'll refer to kind of like, I call them my cheat sheets. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have like a full Bible note album in my iPad and I'll just go through and I'll read like, okay, exit on, you know, exit here, enter here, uh, prop here, prop there. And then I'll refer to videos, uh, you know, understudy videos or anything like that for more um, choreography based stuff. In prom, a lot of the choreography we say it's like marching band choreography because it's such a small stage and we're constantly like in line switching, going from the back of the stage to the front of the stage. You know, we're so close together. Um, So a lot of it is the same choreography, like a few ensemble members, a few of the girls do other numbers than other girls. Oh, sure. Like there's the people, there's the people who play like the Godspell cast exactly. and they're yeah. in this number that other women are not in. Exactly. Exactly. So, so the thing that you have to really keep track of is the marching band choreography is the making sure you don't hit anyone in the face or you don't get hit in the face. <laughs> you know, like have you gotten hit in the face? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I've gotten stepped on, hit in the face. Um, <laughs> like need. Oh yeah. I got great, great advice from Josh Lehman who's Mm -hmm. in our show plays Sheldon and he was a swing and he said just as long as you don't kill anyone and you were sometimes in the right spot you did a good job (laughs) so when was the first time you went on Oh, yes. I remember my Broadway debut. So let me tell you the story. It was the weekend after opening. Our wonderful Beth Level, who plays Dee Dee Allen in the show, she fell sick at places. Courtney Ballen, she had hurt her calf, so she was out on medical leave. And Kate Marilli was on in her track. And Jack Sipple was on for another boy's track because he covers, like, basically everybody in the show, like <laughs> like 15 So he covers both men and women. And when Beth fell ill at places, they ran to me and they said, Kate's going to have to go on as Dee Dee. Can you go on as Olivia Keating? Which at the time was a part I didn't cover yet. (laughs) And I hadn't looked at it. I had been primarily focused on the six teen girls and Emma and Alyssa. And I hadn't looked at she was one of the the adult ensemble. She starts in a red dress at the beginning of the show. The curtain goes up, the overture ends, and she literally has the first line of the show. This is Olivia Keating from Broadway Mania, and we're here with opening night of Eleanor, and introduces Beth Level to the entire audience. And they go, do you know the lines? Do you know the lines? Can you do it? And I was like, "I yeah, I guess I have to. <laughs> and so it was the most whirlwind experience. Like I was looking at my 
cheat sheets. I was looking at videos. I was looking at like any information I had on this character. And I was looking at the script and everyone just kind of like swept me into makeup and, and put my pin curls in and put my wig on and just kind of pushed me out there. And literally like the curtain went up and I had that microphone in my hand and I was like, I guess this is it. And I started the whole show. This is Olivia Keating of Broadway Mania. Yeah, did the whole show in a part that I had barely looked at. The last thing I want to ask you is about being able to perform with the full company on the parade and yeah. on the Tonys. That's not something that always happens. But what did that mean to you to be able to be part of both of those performances? It meant the world. Casey Nicola our director. He was a swing before too. Um, so he kind of knows the plight <laughs> that swings endure. Um, and he understands and he has empathy for us because he was one himself. He made sure to include us in that, in those performances, because he knew that it was um, important to us and that we're such valuable players, MVPs, you know, <laughs> He wanted to, I, I don't know, re reward us or, you know, make us happy and was really kind enough to include us in, in those performances. And I think also it makes it more joyful too. you know, you include more people in it. It just makes it look bigger and more wonderful and increases the energy and the more the merrier, you know. So it was really, really he did not need to do that. And the producers did not need to do that. Our one of our head producers, um, Dory Berenstein, she uh, wanted to ma make it a surprise to Jack and I that we were um, doing the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. And so she like brought us on stage and told us and I started crying. I was like, thank you. Because that, that had just been like a dream of mine for like ever to perform on the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade. Yeah. And so I was like, thank you so much. You don't need to do this. <laughs> She's like, we want you there. So it's just been the greatest mix of directors and producers and people who really want to include swings and, and value swings. Behind any successful pair of stage partners is a collaboration between artists. In navigating the plot of a show, performers must have a person they can rely on to give them the support and motivation they need to tell the journey of their character. While this necessity is obviously true of leading characters, when it's applied to ensemble roles, it can make their performances feel just as truthful as those headlining the story. Two of the most vibrant ensemble characters in Broadway's musical The Prom are Kaylee and Nick. Both students at James Madison High School in Edgewater, Indiana, they work as foils for leading lady Emma, played by Caitlin Kinnanen. However, as played by Becca Lee and Teddy Toy, the characters are not simply antagonists, but fully conceived characters. And something and turn my life around. Prom with me, Kaylee. You're such an idiot, yes! At the beginning of the show's story, Nick and Kaylee start as well-meaning but sheltered students. As a high school jock and captain of the cheerleading squad, respectively, their empathy for Emma grows, in part thanks to a visit to Edgewater by four well-meaning but bombastic Broadway actors. 
Part of the reason Nick and Kaylee feel so lived in is that actors Lee and Toy have been collaborating on the prom together since 2015. Working together since the musical's first lab in 2015, they've been building their characters, and the relationship between them, through the musical's run at the Alliance Theatre in Atlanta and its pre-Broadway workshop earlier in 2018. While the role of Nick didn't come along until the 2018 lab, Lee and Toy have been playing dance partners and prom dates in the show since 2015. We've been lucky enough to work on this show together for a long time, so the more we've gotten to know each other, the more well-rounded our characters have become on stage as a pair. That's not to say the roles haven't been developed since the show's first lab. Kaylee used to be called Mandy, but the character has remained the same. The writers thought the name Mandy was a little outdated. The role of Nick went through significant changes more recently in the show's development. Nick didn't really exist until the latest version of the show. His proposal to Kaylee at the beginning of the song, You Happened, was a change after the musical's out-of-town tryout in Atlanta. Since that song is new, it's clear that the ensemble role Teddy created had some influence on the lyric. This longtime collaboration between Lee and Toy has influenced some of the show's staging as well. The Act 2 song, Love Thy Neighbor, includes one of the team's favorite Easter egg moments. Nick and Kaylee are standing together after a tambourine dance section. Kaylee starts miming a fake tambourine and tells Nick she wants one for her birthday, and Nick emphatically tells her, absolutely not. If you look for the silly argument happening on stage, you will find it. In both small interactions and major plot points, Toy and Lee's partnership has shaped not only their performances, but their personal lives as well. Over the years, we've become really close friends. We're really comfortable around each other, and that certainly helps create a more organic feel when we're on stage. How to Write an Anthem There are few moments that are impactful for a theater lover as when they hear a new favorite song for the first time. As lovers of the art form and believers in its ability to evoke emotions, we are always on the hunt for new show tunes that not only tell a story but speak to something greater about the human experience. Such is the case with composer Matt Scalar's Unruly Heart. Some hearts can conform Fitting the norm, flaunting their love for all to see. I tried to change, thinking how easy life could be. I just kept on failing, I guess that was a sign. That there wasn't much hope for this unruly heart of mine. As a piece of theatrical storytelling, Unruly Heart lands halfway through Act Two of The Prom. An original musical, the show centers on Emma, a lesbian teenager who causes a controversy by making the public request to take her girlfriend to the prom. While the plot features many outlandish lovable characters, the heart of the story is Emma and her journey towards self-acceptance. In Unruly Heart, Emma shares her story with an internet audience and finds that it resonates with many outside of her small town. Scalar began working on Broadway while he was a teenager himself. While studying at New York University, he began playing in the pit for the original Broadway production of Les Miserables, eventually graduating to conducting the show. He worked as an arranger, conductor, or musician on more than a dozen additional Broadway musicals before getting the opportunity to write his own. Alongside writing partner Chad Begulin, Scalar made his main stem debut as a writer first 
for the musical adaptation of The Wedding Singer, for which he was nominated for a Tony Award. Since then, the team has worked on numerous collaborations, including the successful musicalization of the beloved film Elf. For The Prom, Scalar worked again with Begulin, in addition to co-creating the show's vocal arrangements with music supervisor Mary Mitchell Campbell. Together, Scalar and Begulin wrote the first draft of Unruly Heart in the summer of 2014. While this is well before the show's first staged production in 2016, it was about halfway through the team's writing process. The team wrote the song in hopes of finding an opportunity for Emma to find her own voice. It felt right for Emma to sing directly into her laptop computer, sitting in her room on her own terms, says Scalar. Then we would see kids from all over the country see her video online and express their love, support, and pride. Aside from minor lyric changes, the song stayed virtually the same until the show's pre-Broadway lab in 2018. We all loved the song, but felt something was missing from the final section. Director Casey Nicola asked if we could create a bigger build and have the ensemble truly soar vocally. Collaborating with Campbell, Scalar quickly worked on a revised arrangement and taught it to the company that afternoon. The results were striking and immediate. When it was presented to Casey and the rest of the creative team, they had a positive and visceral reaction. They began sobbing as the music built and built, said Scalar. It was a thrilling day. In performance, Unruly Heart has an anthemic quality. For him, part of the song's power lies in its build from soliloquy to anthem. Since Emma is a teenage girl who plays the guitar, I knew it had to be a guitar-driven song, remembers Scalar. It had to be somewhat simple, because Emma would probably only know a limited amount of chords. As the song progresses, the orchestra slowly builds around her. Only once the ensemble begins to sing with her does it become quite epic. The key, or placement of notes in the singer's ranges, affects how the audience perceives the song. Placement in vocal range is incredibly important, reveals Scalar. The higher you climb in vocal ranges, the more intensity you get. So you want to make sure you're supporting the story you're telling by creating the correct dynamic shape of the vocals. One of the most striking moments of the song's climax is when the ensemble goes from singing in parts to singing in unison. I always enjoy the element of surprise in vocal arranging, admits Scalar. The simple but poignant song has become one of his favorite moments of the prom to watch. You can feel the audience and actors connect. It's really beautiful to witness. Special thanks to Gabby Campo, Becca Lee, Matthew Sklar, and Teddy Toy for allowing us to share their stories this week. The Ensemblist was produced by Mo Brady and me, Jackson Klein. There are two great ways you can help The Ensemblist right now. One is by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. 
The other is by becoming a Patreon member, which you can do at patreon.com slash theensemblist. Please follow us wherever you listen to podcasts, whether that's on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or at bpn.fm, the home of Broadway Podcast Network. You can also follow us on Instagram, where we share all of our latest episodes. Stay safe, and thank you for listening. Until next time. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.